You're listening to the Four Sides Podcast. And don't forget to tell all your little baby dork-ass friends to listen to the Four Sides Podcast, too. Otherwise, Warhorse is going to rule your ass. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Four Sides Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Carter. I'm here with the fifth side of Four Sides, Noah Hudson. What's up? And we are here right before CCW Best of the Best 5. Is this Best of the Best 5? This is, I think, the I don't one. think we're keeping track of numbers anymore. I don't like but, numbers anymore either. Uh, I got, I've gotten the opportunity to talk to two big men who have just absolutely been killing it since wrestling came back from COVID and stuff. So the first guy I got here is the big man, Walker Hayes. Walker, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Can't awesome. Can't about anything. Y'all been doing all right? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. How's the drive up here, man? Wasn't bad at all. Went by really fast, actually. Yeah. Like two and a half hours, something like that. Oh, it's not, not terrible. I mean, I used to drive that to a little more than that to do some ring announcing stuff, but I mean... So let's just, i just like to start out by saying, what got you into wrestling, man? Well, when I was really young, like two or three years old, my uh, my dad watched wrestling a lot, and I would sit and watch with him, and my earliest memories of it were when I was like five years old, and I saw um, a VCR tape of Survivor Series 2001, it was WWF versus the Alliance, and um, that got me hooked ever since then. I've always, I've always loved wrestling ever since then, so really, technically, my dad got me into it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it worked for me, too. I'm not a wrestler, but just my dad was watching it, and I just watched it with him. I got hooked. Uh, probably got hooked around 2006. Like, I watched it a little bit before then stuff, but I think for me, it was just the John Cena versus Edge feud that really got me hooked because just seeing two polar opposites going at it, it just yeah. really, really gets me involved in the product. And pretty much I've fallen in love with it since then, man. I think for me, it had been uh, Eddie Guerrero, but uh, like 2005, you know, Eddie was really big in my life, and then in 2006, you know, unfortunately, Eddie does pass away. Uh, that was kind of a dark time in my childhood, you know, my hero passing away, but then I fell in love with Rey Mysterio, and you know, the Royal Rumble, he wins it for Eddie, then goes wins the belt, and I fell in love wrestling ever since then. Yeah, so you're obviously kind of new here at CCW. Uh, been the pleasure to... Uh, first time I seen you here wrestle at CCW, it was absolutely amazing. We talked about how great you were on the podcast and stuff, and we're just impressed with you so far, man, which is kind of why I wanted to bring you on here today, because just to get the CCW fans and maybe to learn a little bit about you. It means a lot, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, so is there is there anything they should know about Walker Hayes to kind of start with? Um, n- Not really much of it. I mean... Uh... I could, I guess I could start by my influences. Um, sure, yeah. Very influenced by Big Boss Man. Oh. Out of the, the 80s and 90s and The Undertaker. The Undertaker is my all-time favorite. Um, but as far as stuff to know about me, I mean, I just like to throw people around. That's about it. I yeah. uh, I like to add a little bit of speed and, and agility in with some, some hard-hitting moves, and I think it makes for a, a dynamic style. That's what I'm kind of going for there. Yeah, you kind of give me some Big Boss Man vibes a little bit when you're in the ring because, like, there was Paul White, and of course nowadays you got like Braun Strowman and stuff. But Big Boss Man was really, to my knowledge, was really the first big guy wrestler to do the the fast stuff. Yeah. You know? Because you had like Andre the Giant, you had King Kong Bundy. They were big guys, but yeah. you know they were just they were slow. No disrespect, but they were just kind of slow guys. You know they were just they did use their right to their advantage though. Oh yeah, yeah. 
So that was actually one of our fan questions we had as a big man who were some of the influences. So you kind of answered that. Uh, another one of Derek Boxdorfer's questions. Uh, if you could have a match against any mainstream wrestler, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, does it have to be current or? Uh, I mean, it could be anybody from. I think when he says mainstream, I think he means like WWE, AEW. Okay. Those impact. kinds or Impact or Ring of Honor. It could be somebody from the past. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you a current one. Make it kind of easy. Sure. Uh, I'd love to tie up with Karrion Cross. Ooh. Ooh. That'd be good. Mm. I want to see you versus Warhorse. Oh, man. I'd love that. That would be great. He's Warhorse is another up-and-coming guy that's like, he just, he, he's blowing me away, man. He's just, I remember when when uh, he was tag-teaming with, um, what's his, um, Alex Rose. Alex Herzog. Yeah. yeah Herzog, the, yeah. The Viking War Party. The Viking, Viking War Party. party. And now uh, Warhorse is off doing his own thing, and it, it just makes me really proud to see guys like guys who started like me, just loving the business, going up and you know doing you know doing the big shows and whatnot. But Kerry Cross has a very a very distinct intensity, and that's one of the goals that I strive for in wrestling is to be as intense as somebody like that. You know, so I feel like with uh, both of our sizes and intensities, I feel like it would make for something the crowd would be very interested in. Oh yeah, for sure. I think you versus Paul White or Big Show for those who don't do the shoot names. Uh, I think you versus Big Show in his prime would be cool. incredible. You know, I'd get thrown around a little bit, but it would be well worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also asked, uh, when it comes to wrestling now, you've obviously worked in other places. I've been watching your highlight reels and stuff. Uh, USA Championship Wrestling is another place you've worked that before and there's some other places but uh Derek Boxdorfer also wants to know when it comes to wrestling where is it that you call home well um for the past I think two years my home show has been uh 901 wrestling in Memphis all right um I ever since I, I kind of started there before it was in Memphis it was called UCPWS Ultimate Championship Pro Wrestling South and it was ran out of a um fairgrounds building in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Mm. And then Memphis came along, the venue in Memphis called the Rec Room. Um, it's like an arcade bar yeah. type feel. They do shows there every two weeks now. Well, not right now because of COVID. They're shut right. down. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like got to sink my teeth in and learn a lot there. And I got to wrestle with a lot of really good guys. So I'd consider, um, up until recently, I consider not on one my home. But um, lately, I've been just trying to travel and do as much as I can. So... As of right now, I guess you'd call me wrestling homeless because I'm still kind of going around and finding my way. I mean, that's how people make it, man. They yeah. you gotta go out and travel and make yourself known and build a fan base, yep. and eventually that fan base gets behind you. Like you were saying, Warhorse has gone out and made a name for himself. Yeah, he he's, was. He's had that fan base behind him. Like he got on AEW because the fans were just constantly. Pulling. Yeah. Not, not that he hasn't put in the work or anything. Oh, he's he, putting he, the he's time. Absolutely, he, put he in busted the his ass. And got to where he was, you know. Oh, it, yeah. it took fans spamming Warhorse fears Cody. Well, Cody fears Warhorse. Sorry, but it finally got that match. You know, I disagree with the ending of that match. Still, yeah, but. yeah. I, I was watching Warhorse before he was actually called. Well, he was just Jake. He was the Warhorse. The Warhorse Jake Parnell. Kind of right. whenever he was his feud with Gary J was kind of building um, a little bit and stuff. Love that feud. I know you talked about Viking War Party, but I don't know. You know about the whole Gary J thing? And yeah, I've seen I, I've seen some of it on social media. I remember one show I worked out in, um, I think it was in Illinois, 
called Zero One. Oh, I, I love Zero One. Yes, mm. they're great, man. I got to uh, set up my merch table right next to his. Kind of talk to him for a minute. A uh, Warhorse, that is. Yeah. But that was a lot of fun, you know, doing that. But yeah, Warhorse is a great guy. He's a great performer, and he deserves everything that's that he's getting now. I'm. It, it like I said before, it makes me really happy to see somebody like that, you know, climb up the ranks and work his way to the top. It really makes me happy, man. Oh yeah, nice. it always makes me happy to see somebody like that. Um, big nasty, who's a big listener of the Four Sides podcast. He also has a. He's also one of the first people to get the Four Sides t-shirt. Um, you can go to tpublic.com to get that right now. Um, anyways, he wants to know who trained you. I was trained, honestly, by a little bit of everybody. Um, fun fact, uh, Jackson and Otis Crowley were two of the main people who trained me. All right. Jackson and Otis Crowley, I trained a little bit with a guy named Motley Cruz out in the uh, uh-huh. Mississippi area. Um, but I give um, Jackson, Otis, and a guy named Nathan Orange, who's now in... Um, I think he's in South Carolina, but he started here, and he gave me a lot of uh, a lot of good advice too. So a little, honestly, a little bit of everybody, but I give Jackson, Otis, and Nathan, and Motley most of the credit for for helping me out in the beginning. Yeah, I love Jackson and I love Otis. Those are probably two guys. Well, especially Jackson, I've grown close to him over the years. I've, I've kind of recently grown close to Otis. Uh, Noah's been close to Otis a little longer than I have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, two great guys there. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Big Nasty also wants to know what's the most crazy match you've ever been in. Oh, man. I got one for you. Uh, in Memphis, in, I think it was in September of 2018, I was in a uh, street fight. It was outside. I don't know if you're familiar with the Rail Garden. It's an outside venue in Memphis. Okay. There were, I don't know how many people were out there, but there were a lot. It was a, um, like I said, it was a street fight, and there were Legos, kendo sticks, mm. chairs, all kinds of just wild things, and we, uh, it was it was wild. I was uh, at once at one point, uh, my opponent had me handcuffed to the uh, to the corner post outside the ring, and hit me with a chair four times and with a kendo stick eight times. That hurt, but yeah. made for a wild match. So I would say that's my <laughs> my most wild match for sure. Yeah, I can see the street fight being the more fun match because you can just do so many things with it and be so creative. Like you can bring in the Legos, you can bring in the kendo sticks. And granted, those Kindle sticks hurt. Like, if you go online and see pictures of people after they've taken Kindle stick hits, like, there's no pulling that shit. Oh no! no. Oh no! <laughs> and I give uh, I give Sam Armstrong the credit because Sam Armstrong and I have had a total of four matches, and two of those were street fights. And that's the guy I was telling you I wrestled in the street fight in Memphis. He he is the one who's pushed me to my limits the most in wrestling, and I give him credit for that. So Sam, if you're listening to this. You're welcome, buddy. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to Sam Armstrong. Yep. Uh, another big listener of ours, Big John, Jonathan Graham, he wants to know, and we kind of touched on this, uh, who's your dream opponent? So I guess for this one, since we did the mainstream, like I'll ask who is kind of your dream opponent on the indies right now? The indies? Yeah. That's a good one. Hmm. Give me just a second to think about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So many possibilities. I'll throw a, I'll throw a different one at you, one you might not be expecting. Effie. Ooh, I love Effie. I'd love to wrestle Effie. Just his his like the contrast of styles and everything. I think it would make for a fun match. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. Like I said earlier, the the contrasting styles, the polar opposites. It it makes yeah. for makes for good wrestling. Definitely, definitely. I think another good one for you uh, would be KLD. 
Oh, yes. I love the tie. Shout out. Shout out to Kev. Big shout shout out to Kevin Lee Davidson. Love you, brother. Uh, There's just so many, so many possibilities for dream opponents for you. I could go on for like hours and hours. I want to see Walker versus Ricky Shane Page in a death match. How do you feel? How how would you feel about doing the death match? I would do it. I mean, especially against Ricky Shane Page because, you know, his. I would. I feel like I would be the right guy to have the audacity to step into his yard and challenge him. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, I'd probably get cut up from here to Sunday. But just a little, just a little <laughs> bit. But I'd love to do that. Given the opportunity, I would. I would do it in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so some other questions we had for you. Uh, you're here in CCW now. Um, any particular goals you have? Honestly, you know, I this my excuse me. When I first started here, I was kind of just coming to the shows and you know checking them out because uh, I have a couple of friends that wrestle here, and then and then I was approached about you know doing I mean, you know having an actual spot in the show, and of course I jumped on it in a heartbeat because this I've always admired the atmosphere here and the and the great like this the whole roster is just great like ever I can't say one guy on the card that's lackluster at all everybody on the card is great so you know when given the opportunity I was I was kind of stoked and you know I feel like. I feel like ever since I've been here, this has become like a second home to me, you know, so I'm very, very happy to be here, but the, how it came about was I just started coming to the shows, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's how, I mean, if any aspiring wrestlers are listening to the show, that's kind of, it's kind of how it starts, you know, you just get your foot in the door and eventually somebody notices and you get in, you know? Yeah. Definitely. I'm just happy to be here. If I had to say a certain goal, it would just be, you know, keep doing what I'm doing and just kind of go with the flow, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think Noah here was asking if you wanted to win the CCW heavyweight yeah. title. Is the title like it, you know you're a big man? You've got you've got true potential. I know you're with Logan right now. Do you sometime uh, sometime down the road think you're gonna go for the title? I think everybody would at one point. Yeah, I mean that's everybody's big. That's goal. the main goal. Yeah. Yes, definitely. You know, it's as of right now, I'm still kind of kind of learning the atmosphere and get my feet wet as far as CCW goes, but. As soon as I figure out the, the groove of things and how everything how everything works, that's that that would be a something big for me, a big achievement to capture the CCW heavyweight title. But it's something I'm definitely interested in. Oh, absolutely! A lot of a lot of names have held that title. Uh, Jackson Crowley, Jake Durden, Marco Stunt, just to name a few. So it's become a pretty prestigious title here in Missouri. Yep. For as long as CCW has been around, what, four or five years. Yeah, about four, a little over four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, had we not had COVID, uh, would or Super Show Four would have been would have been the fourth anniversary show. Yeah. So. Yeah, and CCW tends to have that effect on people that come in. It kind of becomes a home. Um, it's just a great place overall, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, you're with Logan Stunt right now. Um, at the end of the last show, uh, Cash Borden kind of. Got involved with the match and I guess gave Logan and you guys a little bit of an assist. Uh, you guys ended up walking out together. So is there kind of a is there kind of a relationship with you and Cash and Logan, or is it just kind of a you guys were in the right place at the right time thing? Well, I'll tell you this: everything happens for a reason. You know, there you, you may be watching it from the outside and thinking, "Oh, what, why is this going on? This this can't be. You know, this can't be something that was planned." But there's always a reason for everything. And I'm going to throw out one word here. I don't know if you've ever heard the word fratricide. 
The definition of the word fratricide is the uh, killing of one's brother. That's all I'm going to say to that. All right. So if there was one person CCW could bring in and you could do a wrong, uh, long-running feud with, who would be? You know, we've kind of done the dream opponent. We've kind of done the mainstream dream opponent. But if there's, like, one person that you would bring here that's never been here and long-running feud, who would it be? Hmm. That's a really good question. Indies? In, yeah, Indies. Indies. Okay. Hmm. Long-running feud. Who's never been here before? I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Ken Dang. I don't know if you've ever heard Ken Dang before, but... Uh, you know, I've seen old Ken Dang backstage a little bit, I think. Yeah, he's he's coming up here to pretty much do the same thing I did at first, but yeah. I'd love to have a feud with him. You know, he's, uh, a lot of people compare him to like a Samoa Joe type character. Ooh, okay, yeah. So he's very hard-hitting and very, uh, very vicious. Yeah. I feel like, uh, two big men getting in there and and throwing bombs will be something the crowd would yeah. like to see. I think so. two big men getting in there anytime makes for a good match. Yeah. I don't know a lot about Ken Dang, which I didn't know a lot about you when you first came to CCW, but, I mean, I've been, like, after you debuted and stuff, I kind of went online and looked at the highlight reels and stuff, and I'm like, this dude's going to be great. I appreciate so, that. That means a lot to me. Man. Oh, yeah. Also, um, another thing for aspiring wrestlers, um, I like... Well, promoters also like when you put out highlight reels because it kind of yeah. it not only gives the promoters an idea, it gives the fans an idea of kind of what to expect from someone. So I, I think highlight reels, I think highlight reels are really great. Yeah, I make a I make most of my own stuff. Like I make all my own highlight reels. Mm-hmm. I make most of my own logos. I do a little bit of graphic design on the side, but um, I need a new highlight reel. Thank you for mentioning that because the last <laughs> one I made was last year, so got to put together something new but yeah highlight reels definitely help out a lot you know you have something to send to promoters and you know if you know you you know send to different shows in different areas and people watch it and you know it gives the fans something to expect if the fans see it and gives the promoters what to expect if they want to bring them in so it is pretty big having a good highlight reel yeah okay i guess we'll just transfer into some personal stuff here uh, michaela minton wants to know uh your favorite tv show and your favorite song my favorite TV show of all time. Hmm. I'm gonna say American Horror Story. All right. Love me some American Horror Story. I actually have. Hold on, let me see. I know that you can't see it at home, but I have a I have a lanyard uh, from American Horror Story that says "Proud to be a Freak." Ooh, nice. Favorite character of American Horror Story? Ah, Twisty. Same. Yes, Twisty's my boy. This I is know. why. This is why I bring Noah on because. Uh, <laughs> To be honest, I have never watched American Horror Story. Oh, you're missing uh, out. Yeah. yeah. That's, I have a lot of stuff to catch up on. For sure. And I have to say favorite song. Oh, okay. I'm going to give you two. Of all time, my favorite song is The Unforgiven 3 by Metallica. Mm. It's on the uh, Death Magnetic album. I know it gets a lot of crap for not being an original Metallica album, but it's a good song. My favorite song right now has got to be uh, Thank God It's Friday by Ice Nine Kills. Mm-hmm. I'm a big horror movie fanatic. I love uh, Friday the 13th. Jason Voorhees is a big, uh, big inspiration on my wrestling career. And so is Twisty. Like I like yeah. to, you know, I I draw inspiration in other things than just wrestling. Like I watch horror movies. I watch TV shows. You know, I listen to different things like, you know, speeches yeah. and stuff like that, just to draw like inspiration on you know wrestling. But Twisty and Jason are my two people outside of wrestling that I look at inspiration mm-hmm. for. So. 
Metallica. I was actually talking to somebody about Metallica the other day. Uh, there's a song I really like by them called uh, Disposable Heroes. Yes. I think that's on the Master of Puppets album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to Metallica as much as I'd like to anymore, but like back in the day, junior high, high school, I was a big Metallica fan. Big Metallica listener. Oh, yeah. See, I enjoy them. I'm more of a grunge. I'm more of a Nirvana, a Korn, Soundgarden. Okay. I feel that. I like a little bit of everything. Like, I like, like we were talking about on the Jackson podcast, I like Korn a lot. Yeah. That's another one of my favorites. Uh, Nirvana, I like yeah. Nirvana. Uh, there was actually a post the other day that somebody said, if you could bring any celebrity back from the dead, who would it be? I said Kurt Cobain. Yep. How about, how about you? If I could bring any celebrity back from the dead. Hmm. It could be a wrestling celebrity or it could wrestling. be, it could be anybody. I'm going to have to say Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Because mm. I played guitar left-handed, upside yeah. down, and he was one of my big inspirations on music and stuff, and just the way he, the way he played was, I think, ahead of his time, so. Oh, definitely. Voodoo Child. Oh, yeah. Mm. See, that question's, like, I would say Kurt Cobain, but I think how Cobain got to stardom and how life was really rocky for him, I think the, the mysterious end of Kurt Cobain kind of was the way Cobain needed to go out. For me, it would either be Eddie Guerrero or Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. Oh, yes. That, dude, that death was... hit me so hard. Ooh, I was heartbroken when Chester passed. You know, I was like 13 in my Lincoln Park phase, Lincoln Park song every minute of my day. And hearing that death, I like, I'm like, oh. That's another band I listened to religiously in junior high was Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever... Whenever the uh, Thousand Sons album came out, that was like, like it's not as good going back listening to it. But <laughs> at, at the time, that was the hottest yeah. thing. Those words hit your soul. Yeah. Yes, yes. About, yeah. And I mean, I kind of, I kind of respect Linkin Park at the same time because it's like they took a chance and kind of changed up their style a little bit, you know. And at the end, end of the band, I mean, the band's not over, but at the end of the ring with Chester before Chester died. They did. They switched from their rock. They they went to sort of pop-ish. You know, I enjoyed that last album, Chester. Uh, speaking of Linkin Park albums, it's the 20-year anniversary of Hybrid Theory. It is. Yes. Wow. Man. That, that album it, has aged very well. You know, there are a few albums where I enjoy every single song, and Hybrid Theory is one of those. Like, there's not a bad track on that no, album. Not at all. Nope. So, question for you, Walker. I've seen you wrestle, seen highlights. What is your signature and finishing move? Hmm. The signature um, is either the Claymore or um, I used to do a, a cannonball. And um, I stopped doing that because it, the, the flip kind of got a little wonky at times. Fair. But uh, my finishers are the uh, the Boss Man Slam mm-hmm. or the Black Hole. It's more similar to a Black Hole Slam like Abyss because I get a lot of good rotation out of it. Or a um, move I call the HK97, which is uh, pretty much an elbow out of nowhere. The most common way I hit is a pop-up oh, the elbow. You mean you mean that elbow that, like, I think it was in on your profile picture once. You hit Big Gravy with yeah. that. Yeah. Shout out to Big Gravy, by Shout the way. Shout out to Big Gravy. <laughs> oh, man. Love my, me some Big Gravy. My first time. So the first time I saw Big Gravy, I was down at USA with uh, Big Lee. Another shout out to Big Lee. And... Uh, well, we were kind of joking, like, there's a guy who wrestles that's named Big Gravy. <laughs> and I'm like... Nobody believes it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. But we got down there, and I think Road Dog was there that night. And uh, 
Of course, he had Blake Christian and Ray Fury, but uh, biggest pop in the night was Big Gravy in the, uh-huh. da- the dance contest. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> loves to dance. I mean, I mean, he's got kind of a silly name, but I mean, I hey, mean, man, if it works, it works. Yeah, it's over. It's over. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what matters. Any video games you've been playing recently? Ooh, um, Dead by Daylight. Oh, same. Friday the 13th is kind of old, but I'm, I play that a lot. What um, killer are you man in Dead by Daylight? Oh, I just kind of, I just kind of randomly pick. I just See, I, just... I play Pyramid Head, even though I'm trash at. I don't know much about it yet. I haven't been playing it that long. Yeah. But like I've been playing it like a week or so, but I'm just kind of learning. Like, okay, I'll pick this guy and do this. You know, just different. I pick different people every time I play. It, it just, just depends on what you want to play. Yep. Like for Pyramid Head, he's very he's heavy hitting, and then he digs the trenches. Yeah. And I dig the trenches and the pallets and chase you to a pallet. Oh, <laughs> kind that's of smart. a scum move. Hey, but it, if it works, it if works. It works, yeah. it works. Oh, I've been addicted to Among Us. Oh, same. Lately, um, that and Doom Eternal. I love Doom. That's another thing. Doom Eternal is it's so difficult, but yeah. it's so much fun. It's so rewarding when you get past that level. Of your Those are the games I like. Speaking of a Doom Eternal, uh, what level two are you playing on right now? Well, oh, um, like like uh, difficulty. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to share that information. <laughs> I don't want to share that information. We don't judge. Next here. question. Judge. Right. So on video games, uh, are you leading more towards the Xbox or the PlayStation this time around? Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. Xbox guy all the way. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm PlayStation guy all the way. You know, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the middle to be honest. I got gotcha. you. Like I yeah. like, I like the PlayStation exclusives better, but. I think the Xbox just runs so much smoother at times. The thing I, the only thing that I don't really care about the uh, Xbox is that I, I travel a lot and like I bring my station on my console to friends' houses. How am I going to carry that big old Xbox in my tiny bag? Well, they say the PS Five is going to be a monster. Uh, I've seen too. that too. Like, I mean, that was kind of how it was. You know, those the big gigantic PS. Four pros, I think that's what they are. They're yeah. like this big. Yeah, I wasn't paying that much for a, no, for five per, five or ten percent better graphics. Yeah. Nah. I had a PS three before I got the Xbox One, and I was thinking about getting the PS four, but then I was like, you know, I want to switch. Like, I, I'm weird like that. Like, I've had an Android phone since right after I graduated high school, and I had all iPhones before that. And I'm thinking when I upgrade this phone, I'm just gonna go back to iPhones for a little. I've bit. never owned an iPhone. See, I had Android all my life, and this is the first iPhone I had. And- I've loved it more than any other phone. I had more storage. Everything runs smoother. The only thing that I will I will shade on is the charging port. Like, we just got it fixed earlier today. Yeah. And this is the fourth time I think I've had to have this port clean. Oh, yeah, the Android charging ports on some phones. Like, I haven't had problems with it for a while, but whenever I get the older ones, they are just the worst. Yeah. But my, uh, my headphone jack on my Android is trying to crap out on me. I don't know what it is. Like, I'll plug any... It messes up any auxiliary cable that I plug into. Yeah. Like I don't know, I don't know what it is, but um, but as far as like the Xbox, like you were saying, like um, I've really liked my Xbox One since I've had it. I have one of the original like big blocky models <laughs> yeah. of it. Oh, I do too. But it's it's been it's been good to me. And, you know, Xbox just bought Bethesda. I mm-hmm. know, which for me is kind of as PlayStation. Yeah, you know, Bethesda they own Wolfenstein. They mm-hmm. own. I think they own Elder Scrolls. And Doom. And Doom. And I'm Fallout. Like, yep. Fallout. I'm like, what if they pull the exclusive thing and be like, because mm. I've heard rumors <laughs> that they're going to do New Vegas again, which is my favorite video game of all time, besides The Last of Us. Don't they do uh, Elder Scrolls? They do Elder Scrolls too. I had somebody, I was having a conversation with a friend, won't say name, but uh, 
this friend was like, what if they make Elder Scrolls Xbox exclusive? And I'm like, uh, my they're going to... My gonna... bank account would be very much hurt because I actually... I don't know, by the grace of God, I got the PlayStation 5 pre-order. Nice. Miles Morales pre-order. I sat there and uh, uh, my grandma was like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, PlayStation 5. And she goes, if you stay up all night, you can get it ordered. You can order I'm like, okay. I did it for two days. I went to school. I, I couldn't function. But hey, I got that pre-order. There you go. That's all that matters. Yeah. Those pre-orders are oh, outrageous. Oh, it was so bad. I went, on, I went on GameStop. That's where I got day Just to look for a copy of Shovel Knight. Cause I've been look- if anybody knows where I can get a physical copy of Shovel Knight, preferably the whatever edition they have, uh, Hit me up on Four Sides, or you just email me at foursidesiv at gmail.com, or you can just hit up my personal Facebook, whatever, but uh, I was going on there just to look for a copy of that, and they said that I was in a waiting line because they pretty much took down the entire site yep. just to do the Xbox pre-orders, yep. which I thought was kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, I get it. They, I, they do that... Uh... I don't know. You know what Funkos are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a big Funko uh, collector, and anytime a con rolls around, like New York Comic Cons, let's roll around, I'm not ready for it. They do that system because they're starting to crash, especially for these exclusives. Like, there's exclusives that are limited to a thousand, and if you're not in there in two seconds, it's gone. Wow. And you get a waiting line, you don't refresh. You just wait, and ugh. Yeah, same with the AEW figures. Oh, Are you a figure God. collector, Walker? Um, I have a lot of figures out of the box from when I was a kid, but now I'm lately starting to pick up older figures that are still in the box that I can put out. Like, I've got a lot of Attitude Era figures. Mm-hmm. and um, What's the one that I have? Actually, this isn't a figure, but I have a signed Ric Flair poster that has a certificate of authenticity. With Me it. too. He's got eyes. You got the Shamburger one? I, I don't think so. It's It's got his name behind it, and okay. it's just him. Like It's like gold and... It's got oh, him right. on it. It says the Nature Boy Ric Flair. It's got, I'll show you the picture if I can mm-hmm. find it. I've actually got the the Schomburger painting of when he was the NWA champion. And he's got the 10 pounds of gold. Uh, it's signed Ric Flair 16 times. Yeah. In gold. And then it's got the certificate of authenticity with it. Wow. I got mine from High Spots. Nice. They're, they're a pretty good yeah. place to go if you're looking for uh, collectibles. Sorry, just trying to get that sponsorship. <laughs> right. Uh, I've also got a uh, Battle for Glory Sting poster mm. signed by Sting as well. Ooh. I need to get that certified. Is it, have a, is it the Battle for Glory 11? I think so. Oh, that makes it 10 times better. It's oh. like him standing over like a city or I don't remember which one it is. I didn't I wasn't really into impact that much but I, I was more of a WWE guy. Sure. Yeah. But uh it was Sting. You know? It's Sting. Sting. Yeah. yeah. You know. So so you get the chance to go over to Japan. New Japan. Mm. One guy I want to see you go against Suzuki. Like you might die in that You match. want me to die? Okay. <laughs> That's fair. But that would that'd be great. Yes, that would be great. You know, didn't Shibata retire? Yeah, he, yeah. He, uh, uh, he headbutted. I think it was Okada. It, yes, he headbutts Okada, oh, and he, man. you, you basically hear that, and he just like Paralyzed. was up, and and then he collapsed. Wow. I mean, See, he did the spot with Kenta, but that's not all they'll let him do. Kenta or um, Okada or two guys that would be great. I'd love to go to Japan, man. They've got their culture there is yeah. so great, and it's just wrestling there, mm-hmm. very strong style, very uh, very stiff. Yeah, something that hey, I love. Hey, it fits to. you, man. I pre- I got 
I'm, I, I hit people pretty hard. I just realized that. So I shouldn't complain about somebody hitting me hard <laughs> if I beat the crap out of people. So I mean, sometimes stiff looks good. Yeah. Man. I mean, yeah. just depending on what which perspective you're looking from. Yeah, if you're the guy, if you're the guy laying them in, then yeah, it's great for you. But if you're the guy taking them, and you're not so much. Like, nah, nope. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you and Lance Archer, you and Jeff Cobb, there'd be so many yes. great matches over there. Definitely, Lance Archer is Lance Archer is a guy I've been watching. You know, I I used to watch him in WWE when he was Vance Archer. <laughs> Vance, Vance Archer. Archer, the guy in SmackDown versus Raw 2011. Yeah, that one guy that nobody knew where he came from. Yep. He was there. Yep. Who would have thought he'd been a star? Yeah. Hey, it's just how different companies like use you. Like yeah. different companies, how they present you. Like John Moxley, for example. Yeah. Like John Moxley was his as Dean Ambrose. He was kind of starting to decline, and then when he got in AEW, like now, you know, he's biggest star there. Yeah. Uh, the thing I like about uh, Moxley is, uh, I think it was the Jerk podcast. Uh, it was like the last three months of his WWE run. They were doing the the gas mask thing, mm. and he's like, oh, he's like, this is just this is bad. And then he got out. It's and then, such good shit. Such good shit. And then you see him come out at Double or Nothing, and everybody erupts. And then you could tell he finally got to do what he's been wanting to do. Yep. You know that's when he when he came back and he was more buff and he goes. I wanted to incorporate a little of what I did on the indies in WWE, and they just weren't having it. And that's why that's why he left, you know. And look, yeah. he's AEW champion. There was one podcast where he was like, he said, he said, Vinny Mac came up to me and was like, "I want you to walk out to the ring with a pooper scooper." I <laughs> remember <laughs> that was a good impersonation. That was great. It's such good shit, pal. It's such good shit. <laughs> I think that was actually the same one, the Jericho. I think it was yeah. the Jericho. I think it was, yeah. Yep. Oh man, I uh, wish I wish they would have let Moxley stay on the Indies a little bit longer with the yeah. like I know he did matches with uh, Darby Allen and Pentagon Junior yeah. up at Northeast Wrestling, but he, he's gonna face uh, Chris Dickerson at, at Bloodsport. Game, yeah, Game Changer Bloodsport. That'd yeah. be good. I actually got to go to uh, GCW not too long ago. How was that? I rode with Logan. It was a lot of fun. Which one did you go to? Um. Is the one where uh, let Christian wrestle? I forgot. I don't know the guy's name, but I know. Um, um, Alex Sam? KTB? No, no, no. It was um, uh, the main event was ACH versus um, oh, Joey Janela. He faced Jake Atlas. That yeah. was probably actually one of my favorite indie matches of the year last year. Yeah, Jake Atlas is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like they got him on NXT with uh, Tommaso Ciampa right now, right? Yep. I don't really watch the weekly programming as much as I'd like to but Noah kind of keeps up for bringing up a Jake Jake something versus Walker Hayes Mm. that would be fun that would that would be the definition of a hoss fight Manders versus Walker Hayes Chris Dickinson Dickinson yeah Manders is I like I'll talk to Manders for a little bit at GCW Mm. he's a really cool guy Manders is very down to earth love Manders shout out to Manders shout out to Manders at the at the GCW show I went to, it was Manders and um, who did Manders? Ta- oh, he tagged with Levi Everett. Oh, against man. Logan and Thunder Kitty. Oh, right. <laughs> yep, that was fun. But, but yeah, like Manders and Chris Dickinson, man, those guys are just killing it right now. Like mm-hmm. they're just that's that's my goal, man. I want to keep you know climbing up and eventually be up there where they are. Yeah, man, you'll get there. Keep working hard, you know. Uh, that was that was the same GCW show. Now that I think about it, uh, it was Mance Warner versus Effie for the 
The WCW Championship. <laughs> I don't think that it was Keep in Touch. It was GCW Keep in Touch. It was okay. Indianapolis. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mance Warner wrestled Nate Webb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking Nashville because that's where I I went to my first GCW show in Nashville at the the basement East. Yeah. I love that venue so Same. much. Same. Like old ECW vibes. See, my uh, my heart broke when that tornado hit the basement. It, me yeah, too. That was so dude. sad. That and I think they've rebuilt it. I think it's yeah. Uh, another person I know I think he's about to have his final match against Ricky Shane Page uh, at Devil's Night Matt Tremont Tremont oh yes dude oh, just imagine fun. that match with you it'd be a I mean it'd be a bloodbath yeah without a doubt it'd be a lot of fun I think just about any match with you would be money yeah much. man that means a lot to me I appreciate that yeah man I mean I'm already like I said I haven't known you for that long but I'm already really really impressed with you uh, we were talking about indie wrestling and mainstream wrestling. Um, I kind of want... This is another Derek Boxdorfer question, but I kind of want to... We love you, Derek. Oh, yes. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> I kind of wanted to save this one for last. In your opinion, what's the end goal as a wrestler? Going mainstream or staying on the indies? Man, um, I was having this conversation with somebody not too long ago. When you go to the Fed, I'm just going to say the Fed because you know what I'm talking about. Yep. You, you sign your... You, some a lot of people sign their rights away. They sign their they sign their everything they work for to build up. They sign it away, and that's not really something I want to do. As of like, if I was, I mean, if I was given the opportunity, of course I would do it. But you know, it's not. I would rather go to a place like AEW or even be in GCW for a while. Like that would be my goal, or to go to Japan. Like yeah. there are other there's other game in town than just the Fed. Yeah, and of course, like I said, if given the opportunity, I would do it in a heartbeat. But as of right now, my goal is to make it to somewhere like AEW or GCW or something like that. You know, I just want to make a name for myself in wrestling. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I want to be the guy that can, in intern, like, like within wrestling, I want to be the guy that can have a good match with anybody and, you know, put on a show that people are interested in seeing. Because, yeah. you know, the when they say perception is reality. So if the crowd sees, like, oh, I've seen this guy before. He's really good. I'm looking forward to this match. Like, I want to be that guy when then they see me on the car, they're looking forward to seeing the match. That may be just a small a small goal, but that's that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for eventually. Yeah, I think with with things like Game Changer Wrestling and basically so many indie promotions, like we got CCW here, we got Glory Pro, Glory up Pro north, Zero One a little more up north, yeah. and then you get into Chicago, you've got you got Freelance, Freelance. Wrestling, AEW, Warrior Wrestling, and it's like you know, they're, you they're, can you can make a living being a wrestler and not ever sign a contract, really. Yep. Here's my thing. Uh, wrestling has evolved so much in 10 years. 10 years ago, uh, WWE ran everything. Pretty much, yeah. There was, I mean, Ring of Honor was Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was still considered an indie promotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, TNA was dying, and everybody says it's always dying. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I think it was a few weeks ago, it was the whole... Uh, Vince was like, nobody can have Patreon, uh, nobody can have Twitch. Cameo. Cameo. Yeah. I think and, that's I think that's wrong because it's like And he, he said he even had rights to the real names, which that's kind of Here's my thing, like these wrestlers are probably well the wrestlers signed with WWE and even AEW or Impact, they're already not making as much money because the fans now AEW's slowly bringing in fans, but which is overall they're not making as much money without the fans because most of the money comes from the admission. Mm. Like that's how the show makes their money, and it's like that's a lot of in- 
So it's like it's it's just really shitty events to say. Yeah. You can't make extra income while this all is happening. Here's my thing with Tony Khan and another reason like I I love AEW. You know his family is so well off and he I seen somewhere right as this pandemic started he wasn't gonna pay cut anybody. You know he was still gonna get people. You sign that contract with that pay you're getting that pay from all the wrestling. And that's that's another reason why I like Tony Khan. You know Tony Khan's another wrestling like. He's not a career wrestler. Like, right. He he just got into this, and he's he's making a very good name for himself for talent to come into. His, oh yeah. Like Warhorse, he went in, did one match, and he said it was great. Yeah, Sugar Dunkerton, or they were known as Pineapple Pete. He's I love Sugar. Shout oh, out to Sugar. Yes, guys. absolutely. But like indie, like even AEW's buying indie guys for their dark shows. Yeah, and, like it's uh, helped. Del Sol. Yeah, it's helped them out so much, and it's like. Sometimes I just ask myself, why can't WWE do the same without making them sign their life away? Yeah. Uh, like Eddie Kingston. Eddie, Eddie Kingston, Kingston walked yeah. in, made an amazing promo against Cody. Now he signed. Shout out to Eddie. Uh, yeah, I love Eddie, Eddie Kingston is one of my favorites. You know, when we met him up at Glory Pro, he was he was like what we're doing right now. We're just talking. He yeah. wasn't high of himself. And Eddie's kind of a... You got to catch him on the, the spot. He's, he's he's not very social, but he when he does talk, he's very... Inspiring, and he's he's just all around a guy. Oh yeah, I love Eddie. Absolutely, I'm I'm glad that somebody's finally signed him. Oh, same. He is. He's probably one of the most deserving guys, in my opinion. I think I don't know how this this Texan has been signed. Uh, Davey Vega, Matt Fitchett. Oh yeah, the best season in the world. world. Oh yeah. I don't know how they've not been picked up. I thought they were signed with Evolve actually, but I mean, I'm still trying to figure that one out yeah. because they were the Evolve Tag Team Champions and then. Here they are doing other... And then Stallion got signed. Yeah, Stallion. Kurt Kurt Stallion. Congratulations, Kurt. That's another one I would love to see. Kurt's a great guy. I love Kurt. So we're, we're at about 40 minutes and stuff. We got some green work to put in stuff for the show tonight. Um, anything anything else we should know about Walker Hayes? That's really about it. Um, Big metal junkie, horror junkie, you know, just... Out here trying to make a name for myself. Oh, I appreciate dude. you guys for having me. Absolutely, yeah. man. Where can people find you on social yeah. media? Um, Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash that wrestler guy. And Instagram is that wrestler guy. No spaces, no underscores, just the T H A T W R E S T L E R G U I. And um, Twitter is the wrestler guy, T H A wrestler guy without the T. So it's pretty much the same all around. Um, YouTube just. Well, if you YouTube Walker Hayes, a country singer's probably going to come up. But <laughs> just type in Walker Hayes versus if you want to see my matches, it'll come up. But. Yeah. Hopefully we can see Walker Hayes versus Big Gravy on there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's on there. I'll go look that up yeah. later. It's not a long match, but it's on there. <laughs> hey, man. Sometimes it don't take long, you know? Nope. Not at all. Uh, you can find us on social media, uh, facebook.com, uh, keyword four sides, uh, page is called four sides, uh, Twitter is at Four Sides IV. Instagram is at Four Sides IV. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on Anchor. We're on a lot of podcast yeah. platforms. So be sure to follow and like this episode on your select platform. Uh, always head over to tpublic.com and grab you some Four Sides merchandise. Walker, I want to thank you so much yeah, for thanks. coming in today. Hey, thank you guys for having me, man. I feel, like, I feel like we got to learn a lot about you today, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to what you bring here in the future. Thank so. you so much. It's an honor to be here, guys. Absolutely, man. So thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Four Sides Podcast, and we will see you on the next episode. Peace out. Yeet.